What's up, guys? Welcome to a new episode of Take Control Podcast. We are your hosts, Kim. And Brandy. And I'm Darielle. How y'all been? Overwhelmed. <laughs> <laughs> but we're alive, we're alive. I've been pretty okay. Um, I was great until <laughs> I came back here. That's because you were in the motherland. <laughs> the fucking United States. But, you know, besides that, I'm cool. Okay, how was your trip? It was great. Um, What's your favorite part and your least favorite? I think my favorite part was um, just exploring and eating good. And um, I'm a foodie, so I hear that. Yeah, and because it's been cold as fuck here, mm. and um, I got to, you know, wear shorts and shit every day. Your booty meat was out? Well, I try to be respectful. <laughs> oh, okay. Because, I, was, I know, was wondering. People I was around, but, you know. <laughs> but um, when they wasn't, so. <laughs> <laughs> My least favorite part, I would say it was so hot. Like. Yeah. During, it's 90 degrees every day. Mm. Wow. And even when, like, the sun goes down, it's still 80-something. But yeah. it's, like, of course, it's more breezy. But so literally, I was taking three to four showers a day. Because yeah. I would, like, get up, go out, be sweaty. And when you go out and you're taking Ubers, they don't put the air on. Like, I think I only had two Ubers that had the air on my whole time. I oh, there. I would hyperventilate. And so it's like, you take a shower, you get dressed to be cute, just to get in the Uber and sweat some more. And then when you're going out, a lot of the places are outdoors. So it, they, all they do is have fans on. Like, there's really no air. I don't really understand that. I mean, I was told that, like, a lot of the Ubers don't because it's just, like, cost-efficient, like, to yeah. have your air or whatever. And a lot of the Ubers there, they're not, like, nice cars or like older cars there whatever um they be hitting each other a lot like uh, they be getting accidents a lot you know what no oh wow and they drive fucking crazy they barely have any stoplights they don't have stop signs it's like they literally just just drive Yeah. yeah and i was so shocked that there was no accidents that's how it was in Jamaica. I swore that we were going to Jamaica is like Jamaica's that too. Bad. But like, I feel like Africa was worse. We were on a cliff and Buddy was like, I remember my cousins being like, please shut up because you're making us nervous. Because I kept looking <laughs> over. When I tell you we were less than a foot away from like going over the thing and it was like a 12 passenger van. And I was like, y'all, we're going to, this is it. And they're like, please stop talking. You're making all this nervous. We got our two year olds in here. And I was like, I'm just trying to let everybody know. Like. This is where the family dies. Like, <laughs> our parents are not going to have us when we come back. Like, because Buddy was close. And you know they drive on the opposite side of the road yeah. in Jamaica. So, like, we was on the See, road. they don't drive on the opposite side, mm. but they just drive very dangerous. Crazy. And yeah. it was it was scary. <clears throat> on top of that, like, the bumpy-ass road. So, you're in the car and you're like... <laughs> <laughs> But God. other than that, like, I have no complaints. I wish I would have stayed longer. Like, now I see why everybody stays for at least a month. Like because a month, there's just yeah. so much to do and so much to see. And a lot of the stuff that I wanted to do was, like, hours away. Yeah. And it was just, like, kind of impossible. So I definitely want to go back. And I would like to experience it around the holidays. So that's when it's, like, super busy. Yeah. But I'm glad my first time was when it was, like, slower and not overcrowded because... 
you know, I heard like when you go in December, like there's long waits and mm. I, I wouldn't have wanted to deal with that. But and it's six hours there. The time difference four, four, they're okay. four. And then like, you know, when we have daylight savings, it's, yeah. five, it's four or five. So it's four hours ahead of us, um, which is not too bad. But I was going to bed when it was like between five and eight here and yeah. waking up when it's like four in the morning here. But like, I feel like you have so much like of your day mm-hmm. and two everything is so fucking cheap like everything is cheap yeah you got your hair braided there right yeah was it ten dollars so <laughs> it was more like in the 20s because i um so basically the person that paid i got my hair braided i got waist length medium knotless with curly hair and Plus a wash. Wow. And then he got a mani and pedi. So I think nice. total in USDs, it was like $58. God damn. <laughs> yeah. I ain't living right. What the fuck? Yeah, everything's so cheap. Even for their Ubers, like. Yeah, because their currency exchange. Their Ubers was like in the 40s. Like, for example, say it's like 40 CDs. That's like $4 in US dollars. And even like. I'm wire transferring cheap. like fuck, man. I think the most we spent on food was like in like a hundred and something dollars. Like the most. I like a more expensive, like fancier restaurant. Did your body have to get adjusted to the food? Um, kind of. So a lot of their food is spicy. Mm-hmm. And I was nervous because like I was told before I went, like get anti-diarrhea medicine. And I have a fucked pants. up stomach and digestive system. So <laughs> yeah. I was just prepared for the worst. And I didn't have any diarrhea. Okay. Like, I did, like, have to go. But, like, it felt normal. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it felt normal. But I feel like, you know, I don't know. Just the spiciness of it can fuck up your stomach a little bit. But other than that, like, the food was amazing. Yeah. The portion size is, like, crazy. Like, you know how here you feel like you feed the man more than a woman? Like, no, y'all getting the same shit. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just, like, the hospitality was great. Like, probably the best that I've had in any country that I've been to. And like, I've had great experiences, but they just like, they're always opening your door. Like they don't want you to do anything. Like it was just great. Um, now if y'all saw my story, I was fucking irritated <laughs> with you fucking common people here because common people. <laughs> oh my gosh. There was so many people DMing me like, post more all you're doing is eating like i want to see the city or like saying shit like okay now i want you to go and like i want to see the villages and the poor people and the in the kids and i'm just like if y'all think about the walk around these people and have my camera in their faces like you got me fucked up like, not even yeah. only that like i'm not your tour guide thank that's you somebody and go yes weird. they're like that's post weird. more post more post more and i'm just like what the fuck is wrong that's with y'all weird like and at first i'm just like Haha. and then i'm like wait a second like it was multiple fucking people like and some people that don't even barely talk to me so like who the fuck do you think you are that's weird and i was just sitting there like one night i just got so fucking pissed and i really want to go off but i'm like i'm gonna wait till i get back home because this is ridiculous and the service is trash first of all the service is bad as fuck okay mm, that's really? number one we mm. had to carry around a fucking hot not hot spot but what is it called Basically a hot spot little mm-hmm. thing to like, you know. And 
it's hard to upload videos. Like, pictures will go through cool, but uploading videos is hard unless mm -hmm. you're on, like, a strong Wi-Fi. On top of that, the heat be having you fucked up. So, it was a couple days where I just did something in the morning, and then I was sleep the rest of the day. Because mm -hmm. it's that type of heat. It's fucking draining. Ooh. And it was just like... What more do y'all want from me? <laughs> I want y'all to book a flight and come see what the fuck y'all want to see at this point. Because I'm like, what the fuck do y'all want? That's super yeah. weird, though. I've never had anybody do and that. And then it was just like the comments. It was just ignorant. Like, oh, I, their food does actually look good. Like, what did you think their food looked like? Or I'm scared to go there because of the wild animals they be around. And I'm like, what? It's not fucking I real. was literally about to say, like, America will have you thinking, like, the rest of the yes. world is just garbage, poverty stricken, exactly. and just like a complete disaster. And a lot of these people are living better than us. Yeah. Exactly. There's so much more shit that they have there. It's fucking boring here. Like, granted, we have some fun shit, but like, seriously, yeah. I've always liked the like the idea of overseas to me, especially Africa and Europe. My favorite part is that everything's so natural and pure, and yeah. you walk everywhere. That's yes. why they're fit. That's why they eat healthy, and like the spices actually help you like clean out. Yeah, yeah. so you get it used did. to them. Yeah, they help you. Like, I remember I was um, dating a Ghanaian man a long time ago, and I remember getting sick real bad. And I was like, I'm probably going to be sick forever. This man made me some type of spicy con concoction. Mm -hmm. And when I tell you I was up and at him like that, like, because it, it, it forces you to get everything out. Yeah. Like, they are the fucking healthiest people. They are literally clean. Like, yeah. And like you said, they teach you that you sleep in a hut with your best friend, Monkey Saul. Mm -hmm. Like, no, you fucking don't. But I'm just like, y'all talking about these wild animals, but y'all go to the zoo and, and stare at the animals. It's not like you're walking around, there's fucking monkeys and chips walking so, around. Like, the most you're so gonna see is some chickens and some goats. But it's just like... That's so weird. It's so crazy how our just, our ideas are just so messed up. I've, I've never been, but I feel like every person, if you can, like, experience going over to Acre Please Africa, go. it's my book on my bucket list. Yeah, yeah. And go. it's not expensive. It's yeah. the same that you're going to pay going somewhere else. Like, yeah. when I went to Jamaica, like, granted, it wasn't all-inclusive, but I paid, like, 1600 But, like, my ticket to Ghana was, like, around 1600 Yeah, like the most you're going to spend on But that's even yeah. high. Like, you can get it cheaper, cheaper than, than that. that. And yeah. when you yeah. go, you're not really spending a lot of money. Like, yeah. I want to go. My, I have um, a lot of like Ghanaian and Sierra Leone friends and Nigerian friends. They've been asking me to go December, like you said, mm -hmm. for years. But I was scared of travel at the time. I couldn't afford it. Mm -hmm. um, and I was like, what am I going to do? They're all going to like leave me in the room by myself. But <laughs> I mean, like hearing you go and then my one of my best friends went like two or three years ago. So I got to get like a good experience hearing like you and her story. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, it makes me want to go for sure. I feel like December is more for people that like to party. Mm -hmm. I feel like everybody should experience outside of just December because it's like, for me, I know that would have been overwhelming for me. It's too crowded. I would have had anxiety. I already don't like being around a right. bunch of people. Like, Grant, I do want to experience it at one point, but like, I would rather go like when I went. Like right. it was just so much calmer and I got to really like enjoy it and not have to worry about long waits and stuff. But yeah, it was just great. But everybody was just pissing me off. And I'm just like, I get that some people are just ignorant because or just not even ignorant, but just don't know. Yeah, because don't know. growing up, all you see is those fucking African commercials where there's like homeless people who don't mm -hmm. have food and like feed the children. And granted, there are parts of it like that, but like there's a whole nother world out there yeah. and it's just like it's nice they have beaches it's yeah. like 
luxury. Like, it's a lot of shit there that people just don't know. Yeah. And I'm just like, what? First of all, y'all not only, like, disrespecting this culture. Yeah, it's fucked up. But, like, this is our history. Like, yeah. it's not even about African people. Like, it's about our history. Yeah. And y'all just don't know any better. And for y'all to just be making these comments and it's just like about you know how they smell or things like that but when you think about it it's like what these people are walking around every day in the hot Not all day yeah. they don't use air i mean yeah they don't use air so it's like what do you expect yeah, take your we ass sweat out there and, and see we if you get too, but it's like i get it now like and i don't like you know i know that growing up i may have had my views too like yeah. negative views or whatever but it's like now that i've experienced it and i'm older like i realize like it's not what we were taught or yeah. what we saw. I actually learned pretty early <clears throat> on that it wasn't. Because I remember in this, I will never forget this story because it makes you sad. But my friend Max had moved here when he was like 11. Mm-hmm. And he had came to our schooling. And I remember like same type of thing. They were trying to teach us that like Africa was blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And I remember Max coming in. And I remember the people. Like I was the only person that ever said something like, stop fucking talking to him like that. They were yeah. like trying to say he was going to poison their water. They, you know, when that stupid ass African booty scratcher shit was going around. Right. Yeah, like they were being so damn rude to him. And I was the only one that was like, can you leave him the fuck alone before he does poison your fucking water? Mm-hmm. The fuck? And to this day, every time I see him, I saw him, I want to say probably six months ago. And it's just always exciting because of the bond that we've created. But that taught me early on because I started to talk to him because my little curious brain at like 11 was like, I want to know what's going on. Right. Like listening to him talk about it. And like, he's like, no, like we have fucking houses that stand stronger than all of yours. Like, yeah. yes, like the place that I and, stayed, it was like a gated community. Yeah. All the houses are it's stone, big isn't it? and gorgeous. Yes. They were beautiful. Like I'll show y'all when we're done, but like it was beautiful. Yeah. And I'm just like, everybody's not just living in huts and like walking mm. in the streets and like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and these people, like, they literally are out hustling all day. Like, yeah. when you drive in, they're, like, walking through cars, through the streets, selling water, selling wow. food, like, all types of shit. Like, they get their money. Like, I don't know. I just have so much respect for them. And, again, like you say, everybody needs to go and experience yeah. it because, like, y'all are stupid, like I said. <laughs> well, they build smarter than Americans. They build their houses of stone because yeah. nothing can ever knock it the fuck down. And yeah. we're using fucking plaster. Why did my health fall apart? Because you're a fucking dumbass. <laughs> idiot that's so crazy that people really felt entitled to dm you like that's that shit pissed me off (laughs) the only person i agree with was this girl i'm cool with she was saying like post more of yourself because i do need to post more of like myself i wish i would have took more pictures than i did like Mm -hmm. of myself but everybody else really was pissing me the fuck off that is crazy i was literally so mad i I was so (laughs) mad Y'all wow. And I posted there and I'm like, I, I can't wait to get home to cut y'all the fuck out because y'all have no idea. But y'all wouldn't be so obsessed with dating African scammers. Girl. I was sitting here but y'all don't that. I was like, you know what? I'm just leave it alone. I'm just leave it alone. I really wanted to say more of my story, but I'm like, for what? <laughs> Let me just say my little pee, my one, two, and go on about my day because y'all not even worth the energy, but like. Y'all want to date the men that can do shit for you, but y'all just don't care about nothing else. It's just like... Yeah, it's like the... It's so uncultured. The white women that date black men but don't want to be hip to the culture just because it looks cool. Right. I'm with a black man. Okay, tell me his middle name. It was wild. And where man. it originated from. Oh, okay. What's his mom's name? You don't know how to pronounce it? Oh, okay. <laughs> I was just wondering. Got it. Or his, his sister. You don't know how to pronounce his sister. Okay. I was just curious. 
Okay. Um, so I was going to do a little recap um, from our previous show. Um, how we talked about are the company you are you the company you keep, whether it's you know relationship or platonic. Mm-hmm. Um, so just kind of just I guess I can't really call it a recap, but just kind of for the listeners that are just now listening that that's what we talked about last time. And basically, it was just about like, do you care about how your friends carry themselves? Do you carry yourself the same way? Does it mm-hmm. make a difference? Does it not? Um, so go check that show out. I Share think it. my views have kind of changed since that show. Tell us why. Like, I just kind of feel like I was more on the it doesn't matter who you hang around type of thing. Like, But now the more like I thought about it, I kind of feel like not even just about the people, but like your environment. Mm-hmm. And I felt like, you know, I used to be offended when people would say like I'm bougie or whatever. I don't consider myself bougie, but like I would take offense. Mm-hmm. But now I'm just like, mm, I don't care if you feel like I'm bougie because yeah. why should I lower my standards to be... In spaces that I just don't find appealing at mm-hmm. all anymore. Like, for example, when I decided to, like, stop working at the club, it's just, like, I, what am I here for? Like, yes, it's to make money, but, like, I'm not satisfied. Mm-hmm. I can go make this money somewhere else. And I just feel like I'm just above it. Like, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I just feel like when I'm in certain spaces that I feel like are ghetto or like just rowdy or too much, it forces me to be that way because it's like, if I'm this nice, quiet girl, y'all gonna push me over. Like, yeah. so if I'm in that type of environment, I'm gonna be just as ghetto as y'all are because I feel like I have to be. Mm-hmm. So now it's just like, I don't want to be around certain people or certain environments that is going to bring out a side of me that I'm trying to change or that I don't want to be like. I agree. Yeah. I hundred percent agree. Makes perfect sense to me. <clears throat> you gotta, you gotta surround yourself with whatever. Like I said before, we start recording whatever brings you peace. Yeah. Because I mean, we got one life, y'all. Yeah. We got one fucking life, and life is stressful as it is. So to have additives, miss me with it. Um. Okay. So current events right now are kind of sad, but we'll just briefly discuss those. But I feel like out of honor and respect, they should be talked about. Um, I'm probably going to butcher her name and I'm sorry. Rest in peace. Um, Shanquella Robinson. I think you said it right. Period. Mm -hmm. Because I know how to pronounce my culture's names. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It just came out a couple days ago that um, the federal prosecutors are not going to file charges. Um, And she died on, she was 25. She died on October 29th. Um, and this was the story about the girls who like beat her up and like acted like she just fell out that way. Um, so her family said that she originally died of food poisoning apparently, but an autopsy in Mexico said that she had died from a cracked spine. Um, the United States attorney, Dina King and the FBI said there was not enough evidence of wrongdoing in the video to, in a press release, which is fucked up. Um, and it says, based on the results of an autopsy and after careful deliberation of review the, of the investigative materials by both U.S. attorney offices, federal prosecutors inform Ms. Robinson's family today that the available evidence does not support a federal prosecution, which I think is fucked up. Yeah, that sucks. I saw that, and I feel for her and her family. Like, I can't imagine being that family. Mm-hmm. Like, you get the news, and they're like, Hey, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I hope that they get justice. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. Somebody needs to start a petition. Shoot. Um, and then second current event, again, sad, but I just wanted to pay respect and honor to them. 
Um, I think this came out last night or today, a little bit of both, but um, Ralph Yarl, who was 16, was shot um, looking for his siblings. He went to a neighborhood he was unfamiliar with, um, and he went to the wrong house. Um, And let's see. Oh, my God. He went to pick up his siblings and had the address mixed up. Mm -hmm. Went to the home which was the wrong address and rang the doorbell and an 80 year old man shot him through the window and then shot mm-hmm. him again to ensure that he died. Um, I think the first shot was a body shot and the second shot was a head shot. Um, thankfully he did survive. Yep. The most updated story that I seen um, maybe an hour or so ago was that he was home now um, recovering um, from his injuries. They did not release well, I don't know if they've released it since I seen it earlier, but they hadn't released the name of the gentleman who shot him, um, which is crazy to me because, I mean, if somebody's ringing your doorbell, I don't think that they're there to rob you. And then also, if you shoot outside of the home, I don't think it's considered like self-defense or I don't know if Missouri is a stand your ground um state or anything like that but like this man should absolutely be arrested for attempted murder Mm yep um so i'm interested to see how it's gonna play out i'm very interested to see how it's gonna play out thank god um this kid did not lose his life hopefully um he recovers back to 100 of himself um yeah it's just very crazy times yeah it really is because I've been trying to like read up on the whole U.S. dollar situation, mm-hmm. and that itself, it's just a lot going on. Yeah, like I don't even know how to even like survive these days because it's just crazy. And now, like, I just find myself like I just really don't care about a lot of shit because <laughs> I just feel like it's the end of times. Niggas don't even <laughs> want to go outside. Like, it's I'm scared. Just, like, I can't even stress about shit no more. Yeah. I think to Kim's point, like, whatever little piece you can snatch up, snatch it up. Um, Might not be the best way to look at it, but my motto is, I mean, ain't none of us making it out of here alive. So, like, you got to enjoy yourself while you're here. Do the best that you can, you know, by yourself and by other people and Mm -hmm. just try to live right, whatever right looks like to you because it's crazy out here. Like, I know. It really make you just want to be alone for real, but being alone is unhealthy, apparently. Yeah. But I remember I put on my um, story the other day that, like, I feel like I was one of those people that was born to be content being alone, which could get dangerous, especially because I've been diagnosed with, like, major depressive disorder. So if I spend too much time alone, mm-hmm. I, like, forget the world exists. And then I wake up and I'm like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. But every time one of my friends calls me, He's like, what are you doing? And before I can answer, he we end up saying it at the same time because he thinks it's funny now. I'll be like hanging with my animals and he says it at the same time. And I'm like, of course I am. What the fuck else am I doing? What am I doing? A, because I've spoke about this before on the show. I have like trauma in general going out in public because of what I dealt with in a relationship. And then two, it's just my home has always been my peace. Like from the time I was a child, I just genuinely enjoy being in my house. I just mm-hmm. always have. Um but I just, I woke, I put on my story the other day that, you know, being one of those people that was kind of born to enjoy you, yourself, mm-hmm. you wake up one day and realize that your life is, 
sitting on the couch after a long day, <laughs> rubbing your animal's backs. You've been and- doing better, though. Thanks. Wow. You've been doing better. <laughs> and I've been trying to do better, too, but... Yay. Just so you know. Thank you. Wow. Oh <laughs> yeah, because like when I did this drop job transition, the lady I worked with, because I remember telling her like, yeah, like I pretty much work in an office with just me and my boss and like nobody really ever comes in. If they do, it's for, if they do, it's for um, um, her. So like, I don't really talk to anybody. We literally sit in an office with no music. It's silence, like nothing. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I was like, I'm excited. And she's like, oh. It kind of worries me for you, and I was like, "Why?" <laughs> and I was like, "I like being alone." She was like, "Exactly." She was like, "I'm scared that now that you don't have a salon full of people always bothering you or talking to you, mm-hmm. that you're gonna get a little too content sitting in there alone." And I was like, "Well, you know, I feel like after this long shit that I went through, I feel like I deserve like a year of just a solid, quiet yeah. office. I do." Yeah, but I just. I had a little pity and shame for myself the other day when I was like, "You do this every fucking night. Like, if I wasn't here." animals and tv that's it yeah. right now <laughs> it's so funny because i'll be thinking like i need to have people around yeah. you know what i mean like i have put something on my story like as soon as y'all come to my house i'll be wanting y'all to i've been posting that <laughs> like, like get out they're mine i've been wanting people to come visit me but like yeah. i suck at entertaining people and i'll be a sleepy bitch so like <laughs> yeah but find people like that because when i came over we was chilling we were but like i'm so used to being by myself mm-hmm. that like certain things it's just like Mm-mm, i don't want nobody here like no yeah. i had a friend come visit the other day and like i just didn't like the way they peed like i just didn't be like <laughs> sometimes it just be for me it'd be the conversation like it just be, it'd be certain things like i literally tell somebody like i want people to come to my house and feel comfortable but i don't want you to feel too comfortable don't stay too long i, I don't know y'all no i need help i literally only had two friends at my house before yeah that's it yeah well that's what i told you i want like an entertaining i feel like i have to be that's why i do my parties when i do them and i do them so sporadic like they're once or twice a year because i can't do that all the time like my Mm -hmm. aunt is every fucking week and she's like can let them come over and i'm like how (laughs) you're 60 years old you've done that since you were like 12 why are you not done like i stopped sleeping over at my friend's houses when i was like as soon as i could could drive i stopped because i remember i would stay till like the late hour Mm -hmm. because i live five minutes up the road i'm like i'm gonna drive home now everybody laid out it's what I am. I'm driving home. Yeah. Because I just, I didn't like to be at people's houses anymore. Like, the only people's house, like, I don't even stay at my parents' house. Like, is that bad? The only person I will ever stay at their house is the person I'm dating. Mm-hmm. I do not mm-hmm. like, I don't like it. Yeah. And, like, I have a whole guest room and I bought a futon for my office for people to stay. And I'm like, that's for my grandma and my godchildren. Nobody else can come. <laughs> but I'm like... <laughs> I don't know. I I know it's dangerous for me to get too content because I have like the major depressive disorder, but by the grace of God, I haven't been depressed in a long time. Um, I think I can feel it coming though, because one of my friends, one of my really close friends is moving away. <laughs> it's fine, <laughs> but I'm going to try to go see them, but it's okay. <laughs> um, but by the grace of God, I haven't been, you know, depressed, but I like it. I'm not the animal part. I just meant like <laughs> the, the office part and like... <laughs> being by myself lately i've been picking up glasses of wine in my house so i'm like you know what sometimes i like it here (laughs) in my home i know i've been there for two years but it's starting to feel like home wow has it been two years yeah dang i know it's weird so yeah it was two years in february that's crazy y'all think i want to get baptized 
Oh my god, yes. I honestly when I got baptized in January, and people were like, How do you feel? How do you feel? It it's really indescribable. Yes. Like I was just on a high for mm-hmm. like some time. And then like even now, it's kind of like Tough stuff don't really last long. Like, you know what I mean? Mm. Like, I'm in a space, like, of, like, grieving and overwhelmed right now. But, like, I'm like, dang, like, I'm renewed. You know yeah, what I mean? No, like, yeah. it, it, it's really hard to explain, but it, it felt yeah. really good. Like, <clears throat> outside of, like, me, like, telling my pastor, I'm like, don't let me fall. Like, <laughs> right, right. I don't want to drown. <laughs> like, if you look in the video, I'm like, you see me pointing at him, like, don't. <laughs> nigga, Legs let be me fall. in the air and everything. <laughs> but... Yeah, it, uh, and the water was warm too. Like it, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. it's like, it was like it wasn't cold. It, it was is good. So if yeah. you're thinking about it, yeah, I think I you just, should. I just don't know if there's like a process you're supposed to take because, like, granted, I've been really building my relationship with God on like a personal level, but mm-hmm. like I haven't really been consistently at like a church mm-hmm. or like made a church my home. I wasn't, and I still like struggle with like really understanding the Bible. Like yeah. I have the little app on my phone where like I read you know my scripture every day or whatever the case may be and I just bought like this like bible study book or whatever but like it's really hard for me to like really like focus in on the bible because some of it is just like confusing to me so I feel like I struggle in that area and I feel like I don't know if I have to work on like those things before I do it or no, no, I, just, don't. I don't know your relationship with God is going to be something that's you're always learning from regardless there's always going to be a new lesson he's always going to talk to you he's always going to tell you new things like I got baptized eight years ago almost nine years ago and it's I'm still learning my journey with God today yeah. and I've the most per- recent prophetic word I got was that I need to learn to keep him first because going to church and listening to gospel every day is not enough and praying every day is not enough. I need to read my devotionals. I need to listen to gospel in the morning. I need to, you know, continue. I'm reading Battlefield of the Mind right now by Joyce Meyer. Um, You know, reading books about the word, things like that for my personal journey. I didn't do that nine years ago and I got baptized. It doesn't mean my baptism wasn't real or didn't stand ground or stand firm. Like Brandy said, it's, Everybody had always talked about feeling the Holy Spirit. And I was like, I don't know what that is. Nine mm-hmm. years ago, I was like, I don't know what the hell that is. Like, what does that mean? What is what is that? Like, I, I think I had a feeling, because I've always had discernment, which is the gift that he gave me. So I knew when something was intentional or when there was purpose. But I didn't know until I got baptized. Like, they mm-hmm. they were telling me that you would see the world in a different light. Yeah. Like, you wouldn't look at somebody and be like, they're crazy. You'd be like, that's demonic, and here's how it works. Yeah. Um, and they're, you know, the scripture, they talk about the armor of God. And, like, I'll send you what I have. I took this class probably 10 years ago, and it was about the armor of God. And, like, writing down specifically the ways the enemy can mess with you and what it looks like in everyday life. And mm-hmm. when you become saved... You don't even have to think about it. Like when you see something, your brain doesn't go, what was that? It goes, that's demonic and I'm leaving. I don't give a fuck what that was. Mm -hmm. I have to go. And my sense of feeling the Holy Spirit is I got this like, like Brandy said, it's hard to explain, but I got this overwhelming, like it felt like I left and came back. Mm -hmm. Like you get this overwhelming sense of like joy and like your chest feels like it's going to beat out, Mm -hmm. at least mine anyway. And I remember looking up and just being like, what the hell was yeah. that? Like, it was 
it was a wild experience and I think you should do it. I think that's why I want to do it too because I feel like I've always said how I struggle between like the old me and the new me and I've just been <laughs> stuck in this like pull back and forth. But I noticed how like so much is like changing within me, but I still need that extra push. And I just want to kind of like, you know, repent and just get a fresh start. Yeah. And that's pretty much why I want to do it. Because I feel like it would just give me a whole new like outlook on life. And I don't know. I just, I just been feeling like I want to do it. You should continue to pray on it. One thing I will say, like, it's a very personal relationship. Like, (laughs) yeah. Church is like a vehicle for me to gain some understanding and some knowledge about the things that I am confused about and the things that I just don't know in a way for my pastor to break down scripture that makes it practical for me to understand. Right. And so like, you're not going to change overnight. You know what I mean? Like, I think people have this misconception that like believers are just like these just, I don't know, like, right. like you know what I mean? They're like, all put together and they know it all, yeah. and they're just like perfect, like no. <laughs> and, and it's it's not that. Like we're all still very much human, um, and you know, act in our human ways. I think a really good um, shout out to them. No, for sure. Like I think B Simone and her mm-hmm. best friend Megan do a really good job of like showing like B Simone especially like her journey she's like you know she talks about how she's reading and she's studying and like how she's getting to know God for her own self but she's still B Simone or still Mm Braylon and God is slowly like you just got to be open to it because he'll have a way of like correcting you and turning you around Mm -hmm. and your decisions become more intentional and more conscious like and you'll feel it like there's certain things that like don't even feel right to me. You know what I mean? Like, and it's just like, "Mm, I don't, I don't want to do that. You know what I mean? So it's, it's a very personal journey. It's a very personal walk. And I think that if you feel like you're in a place where you want to be baptized, you should absolutely do it. You don't have to be, you know, top five Christian. (laughs) You'll be like (laughs) to get baptized or read 10 scriptures a day. No, it ain't that. Like, (laughs) if that's what you feel like you want to do, go ahead and do it. And then like, the more you like it, like I said, and I've said it before on the show, like with you, you start to become the things that you listen to, the things that you watch, the things that you mm-hmm. intake, the people that you're around, you know, going back to the old show. So it's like you get to be more mindful about like what you're listening to, what mm-hmm. you're watching, right. who you let, you know, influence you, different things like that. And like I said, got to deal with you, how he deals with Dario and how Dario receives it best. Mm-hmm. So I say do it. If you feel it, do it. Yeah, I agree. Like, it's, it's weird to me because, like I said, your journey continues. Yeah. And the last few weeks or months, I wake up singing scripture and that's never, or I'm sorry, singing um, gospel music that's never happened to me before. Yeah. yeah. Like, every morning when I tell you I wake up and it's a song or I'll be throughout the day and, like, today it was break every chain. And I'm mm-hmm. like, there's clearly a message and a reason, but I used to wake up singing Jacquees' sex music. Not yeah. that I don't be listening to it still. <laughs> but my first my first thing, which is I think what God wanted for me, my first thought is is praise and worship about him. Yeah. And that's just my personal journey because I tend to put relationships over him. I put my job over him. I put finances over him. And I've never understood to this day, again, doesn't mean my baptism didn't stand still. Mm-hmm. To this day, I don't know what it means to let God. God have it because I'm used to having control of 
my life and my things. Yeah. Not necessarily my relationships because you can't control a person. You can't Mm -hmm. control if they're like, fuck you, I don't like you anymore. But my cousin and I were talking about this today. I controlled me getting my degree. I controlled me getting my car. I controlled me getting my house. I controlled those things as I said, I'm going to do it. And there's not a human on the other side that says no. Mm -hmm. But I put all those things before God. And yes, they happened because of God and he had my journey with me. But I'm noticing that my life literally goes to shit when all I do is go to church, pray at night and listen to gospel every day or Mm -hmm. a couple times a week. You know, so I I 100% encourage you to and, and ask I would ask in prayer the to show you what the meaning is and the intention mm-hmm. and what your relationship looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, because, I mean, I love seeing you post about God. Like, I love my God friends. I really do. Like, I love having, like, little <laughs> conversations. Um, I really, really do. Like, that post you put up today, like, you know, being a Christian ain't for the week, man. And believing in God and trusting God is not for the week. Because the battlefield in my mind these la- this last week, man... It's not for the weak. So mm-hmm. I encourage you to do it. Just pray about it. Think about it. There's literally no reason to rush. I know Brandy's church is open. My aunt um, is a pastor for mine and we can talk to you about it. Like both my aunts now dibble dabble in the church, but um, they can talk to you about it. Um, my church offers this class too, which Brandy's my also, but it's um, called roots and it's basically like looking at the bible from beginning to end in a three-week course Mm -hmm. and it's like wednesdays from 7 to 8 30 i don't know when they're doing it again they do it every year but that would be something to look into i can let you know but i would pray on it and like i would do it i really would just and i know you want to do it so now that you've made that decision just pray about the timing and the purpose and intentionality behind it and and just ask god to like keep you on your path because People think just because you saved that the devil, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's right. the devil. Really He'll try you start. worse. Yeah. Like, yep. You know what I mean? Like, I got baptized and lost like a whole bunch of things after. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah, you, know Hell yeah, you do. Like, You'd be like, I could. You know what I mean? But like yeah. the, perspective, the, the perspective is different. And like Kim said, like I'm, I'm kind of learning now, like he owns it all. Like mm. my life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he owns it all. So, there's no point in me, like, trying... You know what I mean? Do what you can to control your outcomes because there's a natural aspect to, like, you know, working hard and right. faith and works and all of that. Yeah. But, like, the things that tend to, like, get us off our square, like... Yeah. And I can tell, too, since I've been gone, like, I really haven't really been tapping in just because, you know, I was on vacation and all of this stuff and... Like I told y'all earlier, like as soon as I got back, it was immediate chaos Mm -hmm. because I haven't been like, I haven't been to therapy in a few weeks. I haven't been reading my scriptures every day. I haven't been listening to my gospel music and all that stuff. So I can tell how like easy it is to like get knocked off your track. Yeah. And now I'm like, okay, girl, you're back. It's time to get refocused because I literally been spazzing every day since I've been Mm -hmm. home. And I'm like, this is not healthy. Yeah. But you should give yourself (laughs) grace for recognizing that. Yeah. Yeah. Some people think that that's appropriate or they don't realize something's wrong. So I would give your, so, and I tell you that all the time because of the growth I've seen you have in general as a person. Um, And God was always there, but especially now that you're tapped in with God, I think you need to give yourself grace and realize like I'm more self-aware than I was a year ago, two years ago, (laughs) three years ago. You know what I mean? So that's easier said than done because people have to tell us to give ourselves grace Mm -hmm. because we're our own worst critic, no matter what it is. But 
give yourself grace and be like, okay, this is my problem. Now let's tackle it, God. Absolutely. Yeah. So. I just love how God be inserting himself. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love my God. Um, okay. So today, because I am who I am and shocker, it's about therapy, <laughs> but it's, I want to talk about the two basic, um, the two basic kinds or not basic. I won't call them basic. The most common types of therapy that people go through when you first start going, mm-hmm. just to kind of give some of our listeners that aren't really sure what therapy is, or just to give them some self-help if they are in therapy and to bring it to somebody, but you know, just have tools for everyday life that don't require you having to give somebody a hundred dollars a pop. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, so first I want to speak on Stutz. Did you guys watch that, that Netflix series that Jonah Hill, um, First of all, this gave me a different perspective on Jonah Hill, but he sat his therapist down and did, I think this came out in probably November. Most, I mean, most amazing thing I've ever watched. And it was a game changer like that. But um, he sat his therapist down, did a documentary on his therapist, his life, and did like a real therapy session Mm -hmm. Mm one-on-one. They talked about traumas with Jonah Hill's mom. And she actually popped on. I was like, my mom would never. Um, She actually popped on. They talked about their differences. Um, he came up with these tools, which I'll read a little bit about the tools. I took 19 pages of notes. I didn't think I would. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is stupid. And then I got in and it was like, where's my pen? <laughs> um, I'm not a note taker at all. Like, mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck. I don't journal. I don't, yeah. I try to keep it here. I guess I can't say I'm not a note taker because I take notes for my therapy sessions every time. But I don't think about something and immediately go, my notepad. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I just, I remember things that stick. So I would encourage Stutz, S-T-U-T-Z. I would encourage everybody to watch it. It's on Netflix. But Jonah Hill was actually super vulnerable and open in that documentary anyway because he posed it like they were in their office, Mm -hmm. like the therapy office. And he was like, you know what? I'm going to stop this documentary. This man pulls the wig off of his head. And I was like, I thought that was your hair. And he had like a curly wig on. (laughs) And he pulls it off and he was like, I just want to be honest and say that this has been, we've been recording this for two years. He was like, my hair looked like this two years ago when we started. Um, He was like, we're not in his office anymore. This is a green screen. And then the camera backs out and you can see that it's this green screen. Cause he was Mm -hmm. like, to me, why would I be giving you guys tools on therapy and all this type of stuff as I'm faking the imagery behind it? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I thought it was a dope perspective to be like, hold on. Can we just be real and say that we've been trying to record this for two years and this is not one therapy session? So, so wait, was he bald under the curly wig or something? No, a damn near, but it was <laughs> like, it was like, so for people that don't know Jonah Hill, you'd probably know him by acting, but he's like a heavy set, like Jewish guy that dyes his hair like bleach blonde. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's got really funny curly or fun curly hair. Um, but I think it was just like buzzed. It wasn't oh, like okay. low, but it was it was buzzed Got but it. i remember him taking off and i was like ah oh, fucking weird um so there's um these tools um and then one of these says why do we need the tools and it says a change in attitude won't stop you from screaming because attitudes can't control behavior they're not strong enough to control behavior you need a specific procedure to use at a specific time to combat a specific problem that's what a tool is um so the first tool is called the reversal of desire. Um, it's talking about how we attend to, we all tend to avoid emotional pain. And I'm going to stop per tool so we can discuss it because it would be mm-hmm. a lot to read. Um, 
it dramatically limits our potential. If we want to have a shot at actual actualizing our potential, we need to reverse our desire. And rather than crawl up in a little ball and try to avoid pain, we want to discipline ourselves to get excited about the challenges in our lives. Um, this one was big for me because I learned in the pandemic that I cried for a week straight, like all day, because A, I had nowhere to go, nothing to distract me, nothing to keep me from my pain, nothing to avoid my pain. And there was a lot I realized I didn't deal with, like mm -hmm. a lot, like, because you can grieve people that are still alive. Mm -hmm. You know, we talked about that a little bit before the show started. Mm -hmm. I've, there was two heavy people I was grieving while, that are still alive while the pandemic was happening. Um, so pretty much this first tool like talks about why it's important to feel your pain um, and the necessities of that. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if y'all can relate to tool number one. Mm, yeah, I think for me, um, I'm learning now, maybe within like the past couple of years of like how to deal with pain emotionally because I'm definitely one who compartmentalize things and I feel like I've said this before like okay this happened cool put it in this box you got shit to do you know mm -hmm. what I mean like yeah you know what I mean like don't nobody care about that like you got shit to do you know what I yeah. mean and so um now I'm realizing um I've, I've realized a lot with the passing of my aunt um and just like all of the turmoil that's been going on these past few months i don't want to stop you but okay. i want to say rest in peace to her oh thank and you. everybody send brandy love and prayer <clears throat> don't cry oh okay <laughs> don't do that <laughs> don't do that friend. um what was i saying um yeah i think her passing and dealing with that loss i've realized like i have to tell people that i'm not okay Right. Mm -hmm. So like in all of that, like Dario was checking on, you know, when you guys are checking, on, I'm like, mm, you know, today's not a good day or like, mm, right. you know, I feel okay today, you know, whatever. <clears throat> but like, just even vocalizing, like, no, I'm really struggling. Like mm -hmm. has been a thing. Cause I wouldn't do that before. Like I said, I put it in my box, life goes on, you got things to do. So, um, for me, it's been helpful because it's like, okay, we feel it, acknowledge it recognize it let it pass yes because it's not going to be here yep. forever you know what i mean yeah. things aren't going to be good forever but things are so aren't going to be bad forever yep. so i'm kind of navigating my way through that it's been a little tricky but you know <laughs> that's okay you get there and at least <laughs> like i said give yourself some grace too because you're recognizing that yeah um what about you i think for me i am also learning how to vocalize it because in the past i felt like my pain turned into anger and like I felt like I didn't care but it would show yeah. that you care that I care because I would be angry about it um or like I would just kind of like push it to the back of my mind until like something triggered me and then I'm like blowing up about it so I'm like obviously you do care girl <laughs> so like once I started like going to therapy and really talking about these things and like really like understanding that because sometimes you don't know like you yeah. think you're over something or you think it doesn't bother you until you talk about it or like you talk about something and then they're asking like well why is that and then you get to the root of it and you're like damn like 
yeah, I'm still holding on to this. So, but now, like, I am very, like, more aware of, like, things that bother me and why. And I'm able to, like, really speak up about mm -hmm. it. And I really appreciate doing that because it doesn't help to hold it in. Like, mm -hmm. it really doesn't. Shit builds up and then it just spills over or it comes out the wrong way or on the wrong person. But now, like, when I feel away, I'm saying something right yeah. here and there. Like, yeah. I don't care how big or how small another person may think it is. If it bothers me, it bothers me. Yeah. Right. I agree. Um, there was something you said that I wanted to speak on. I think it was about therapy. It might come back to me. I have a shit memory, y'all, regardless. <laughs> or it's because I just wrote it down to talk about later in the show. So, we'll move on. <laughs> Um, okay, tool number two um, is called active love. Um, and it's about, so I do this a lot and it, I spiral a lot. I'll get a thought in my head and it just keeps going. Mm -hmm. It just keeps going and I keep building off of it and it gets worse and it gets worse and it gets worse until I go bitch to my cousin and she calms me down. That <laughs> happened this morning and it was <laughs> fine because I was wrong about everything. Um, which is fine. Adult, I can admit that it was fucked up. Okay. And I'm glad I didn't act on it, though, because if I had acted on it, I would have blew a lot of shit up. <laughs> this is why I go to her. Um, it says, do you ever get stuck in a mental loop where you're looping around in your head again and again and again, all about the things someone has done to annoy you, like someone peeing wrong? Um, <laughs> Stutz and uh, Michaels call that the maze. So how to get out of that is you focus on your heart. Um, and rather than mentally beat the person up who annoyed you, beam them love. Sounds weird, but it's it's a lot of awesome. So basically for me, is like I had to learn when I'm spiraling to focus on the facts. Mm -hmm. Like I have to calm myself down and go, okay, what are the facts? Not your feelings. Mm -hmm. Not what are you feeling right now, which we'll dibble dabble on this later. But not what are you feeling right now about the, the situation, but what are the facts of the situation and, and react off of that. Mm. Um, not this spiraling scenario I come up with my in my head all the time. And part of that is obviously trauma and people pleasing and being like, oh my God, did I say something wrong? Do they think I said something wrong? Should I say something to them now? Should I not? Should I wait? Should, like mm. it, it becomes so much and so overwhelming that you're building and stacking on top of these things. And that's what spiraling is. Mm -hmm. And the tools of that are like to focus on not your feelings and what you feel about it, but like, what are the facts of the situation right now? Mm -hmm. Did that person really do that to fuck with you? Or are you mm -hmm. tripping and now are you stacking? Yeah. So. I laughed when you were talking about what you do because I know you and <laughs> I can relate. <laughs> I do that shit all the fucking time. Like, God. I'll just assume, like, say somebody didn't answer my phone call and, like, an hour went by and I'm like, mad. what did I do wrong? They're mad at They're me. Mad. Like, was it something I said? Like, oh. then I just start convincing myself that I'm guilty of something that I didn't yeah. even do. Mm -hmm. Or, like, somebody's having a bad day, but they're like, being shitty towards me i'm like what did i do wrong I do? like shit but like i had to literally learn to stop doing that because yeah. once i feel that way then i would just nitpick at the person and they'll be like what the fuck like it's not about you but now it's about you because you're pissing me off and you're picking with me <laughs> no piss the fuck off and you're creating this whole issue that never existed <laughs> <laughs> like oh. the other day like, the other day, I had posted um, 
this candle that I got from my best friend, I tagged her and she didn't respond. And I called her and she didn't call me back. And the day went by and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what did I do? Why is she acting funny? Like, she was, <laughs> and I'm like, girl, this is your best friend. Like, there's no way she's mad at you. And I'm like, I was trying to convince myself why she would be mad. Because I'm like, she never not responds or calls me back. Like, what the fuck? Like, yes. what happened? Like, am I about to lose another best friend? Like, what am I gonna do? <laughs> and then she ended up calling me back the next day, like, I'm sorry, I was busy doing this and that. And I'm like, see, you be tripping for no reason. Girl, that's when I'll be like, okay, I'm glad you called me because um, I thought all day yesterday you were mad at me and I was ready to tell I didn't you about want to tell her because I felt stupid. That's why I'd be having to tell on myself because I don't want them to be like, wow, like, like, I might send you a subliminal, like, TikTok, and then I'll have to own up and be like, well, I thought you was mad, so I just sent you a TikTok saying that the grass is greener and that it'll pat. I didn't know. thought you was mad because I didn't order your breadsticks. Girl, I, I it's I so know. crazy. And it's so funny because we always talk about how, like, I can't remember the last time me and her hung out, but, like, we are so close. Like, it doesn't matter Not if I didn't year. see her yeah. for a year or talk to her in a week. Like, <clears throat> nothing ever changes. Yeah. So, for me to be in my own head, like, I do that a lot. And now I have to stop myself, like, do not assume, don't get mad, don't get back to you when I can. Like, you don't know what the fuck is going on. Like, girl, everything is not about you. Yeah. Mine is bad, though. <laughs> like, the scenarios that come up in my head, you're like, what the fuck was that? And part of it is... The enemy speaking lies, for yeah. sure. Like, that's that has a lot to do with it, and I believe the lies, especially me working on the battlefield in my mind, mm-hmm. he's going to nitpick with it more. But the way that I, like... I mean, my shit is wild. Yeah. Like, scenarios that don't fucking make sense. It's so crazy, because I'm realizing that about... I know that I spend a lot of time in my own head, but hearing you say that, <laughs> I struggle with that. Like, I literally... Um, my, my best friend, so, like... We'll call a check-in every now and then, him and I, right? And so, it's not uncommon that, like, he'll call me and I don't answer. And then I get back to him at some point. Or Mm -hmm. I'll call him and he don't answer. And he gets back to me whenever Mm -hmm. he gets back to me. So, like, in the midst of all of this, like, I hadn't heard from him, right? And so, like, when I finally did decide to post on my Instagram, like... And I'm like, I had to talk myself off the ledge because I'm like, people click, I click through stories all the time. So like, yeah. I see shit, but I don't see shit. Yeah. You know right. what I mean? And so I see that he's looking at my stuff, but here I am calling you and you're not calling me the back. Fuck? And I'm right. like, there was like one text, like, I think it was before my iPad. And I was like, do we got beef or something? Like, yeah. and so, <laughs> you know, everything happened and I'm just like. Just like you, like, did I do something to you? Like, you already know I'm on edge about, you know, friendships right now. Like, nigga, what the fuck is going on? (laughs) So, he said, he sent me something in the DM, and I was so irritated. I was like, I don't care about your face. I don't care care about you. Like, I don't care. And I had to circle back a couple days later, like, look, I apologize for telling you I didn't care about you. I said, (laughs) I just, you know, here's here's what took place in my brain. And, you know, I still love you. I hope you're okay. Blah, blah, blah. Like, I be having to, like, really, like, girl, you're crazy. And yeah. people are allowed to make a decision. Like, they can choose something other than what you prefer the choice to be. It, right. And you got to be okay with that. So, yeah, I definitely, you yeah. know, you saying that just put a lot in perspective for like, me. Like, I wish I could give y'all scenarios, but they're, like, embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I do this about things I have no right to do oh, like absolutely. i will start fabricating for other people <laughs> in their fucking lives and i'm like that's not your fucking business it's not stop stop acting like that 
So you're you're welcome, everybody. You're not alone. You just heard all three of us say fucking. <laughs> that means crazy. if all three of us crazy. are doing that, that means majority of America has the same issue. They're just scared to fucking say it. So shut up. Your RDMs are safe. Um, okay, tool number three is inner authority. Um, and they he talks about a shadow, which I loved. It says, "How's your shadow doing these days?" You know what? Um, that part of you that you most desire and prefer to hide from the world, well, we need to bring that darkness to light. Without integrating those aspects of ourselves we're ashamed of, we can't fully trust ourselves and express ourselves with authority. Um, let's see. Stutz's version um, said, or whoever wrote, I don't think this was Stutz. I think someone was writing the article on him, but they said their version is the four foot, 11 inch 88 pound anxiously shy little 14 year old version of me who was the smallest kid in high school and terrified of most things when i can team up with that version of me rather than wish you didn't exist my power explodes hmm. i got tears in my eyes typing that oh so it's basically like your your biggest insecurities about yourself which mine is my tone of voice which i have w- recently learned to embrace like i got bullied until i was like 25 about my tone of voice mm-hmm. like telling me I sound like a man. I didn't think you'd sound like that. It's too deep. It's too this. It's too that. And then when I hit about 25, and I don't know if like the realm just switched, but I've had so many compliments about how I talk that it shocks me. Mm -hmm. Like this one lady was like, I just love your tone of voice. Like it's so sexy. And then another girl was like, I just love that you, it's mysterious. You can't tell if you're upset or mad or it's always the same. And I was like, that's a lie because you would know if I was upset or mad. (laughs) Kate Michelle comes out. Um, so not Kay Michelle, the lady, my mom's name is Michelle and she be coming out when people try me. Um, and then I've had men be like, your voice is so nice and soothing. And I'm like, it's disgusting, but okay. But that's things about me that I tried to hide. Like I already have social anxiety, but I would purposely go into a room and not speak because I was so scared that somebody was going to be like, Ugh, or what mm. the fuck? Or, Ugh. and my stepdad was like, I just want to make it clear. I'm not being gross or like a pedophile. When I say this, he was like, I'm an adult. You're an adult. And I met you as an adult. Yeah. He was like, I'm not being gross when I say this. He was like, but it shocks me that anybody would ever bully you because back in the nineties, when I was 20, he was like, if a woman talked like that, all of me and my dudes would be like, hello. He was like, we thought it was sexy. And I was like, well, I'm thinking about it in movies and shit. The woman be like, Hey, <laughs> and the guy would be like, "Oh my god!" So I'm like, "Yeah, I guess that stands true." Because he don't really like me, so I know he wasn't lying to be nice to me. Yeah. <laughs> um. So do y'all feel like y'all have something where it's like another thing that I'll say, and this low key forced me to <clears throat> almost gain weight intentionally a couple years ago because I'm realizing now how small my frame is naturally, and I never embraced it because people would always make fun of how little I was. And they do it to this day. And people think you can only fat shame people. But I get shamed and talked about for being petite, for being small, for weighing 120 pounds. Like, Mm -hmm. I get genuine comments and bullied for my weight. So another thing that I would try to do to hide from the world is I would eat a lot. I would eat a lot intentionally and stack up on meals when I wasn't hungry to the point it would make me sick until my body got used to it. Mm-hmm. And then I finally like, which a lot of it was stress, but I finally was like, I'm going to stop fucking living to the standard of people and making myself physically sick. And I'm going to just eat. how I'm going to fucking eat and eat when I'm hungry and not because I have to get on a scale. And because I don't want Jimmy to call me small again. And when I started doing that, I realized that this is my frame. This is my body weight and where I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So those are my two biggest things is like, my weight and then my tone of voice made me just want to like 
wear big clothes and crawl in a corner and shut up. Mm. And if you don't want to share your secrets to hide from the world, you don't have to. Or if you don't know what they are yet, it's okay. Um, I was listening to something a few weeks ago and it struck a chord in me because you know how we often talk about a lot like childhood trauma and that little girl that shows up or whatever the case may be. And it's not something that really resonates with me. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like, you know, outside of, like, a couple of things, I had a really great childhood. Like, a lot of love, a lot of family, a lot of good things. Like, like I said, outside of, like, a couple of things, yeah. I don't think most of my trauma came from my childhood. And so, I think hearing you say that, I think the part of me that I do need to embrace when it comes to that little girl is, like, the disappointment that she feels from her daddy issues right Mm. because now when i feel like when somebody disappoints me i turn into like a totally different person me and my homegirl were just having that conversation like she was like you get mad especially when it comes with men she was like you to men she was like you get mad and you see red and you go blank Mm. and i'm like i get that like i i received that and because i'm like for me there's like you hit a certain point with me and it's just like, there's no coming back from mm. that. Whereas like most people be like, okay, I, we can get over that. And for me, it's like, nah, I'm cool. You know what I mean? And like, I was explaining to my homegirl just yesterday. I'm like, I think when it comes to like relationships in those moments where I get mad, I can't see past that present moment. So mm. like you do, you handle things a certain way. And if you never change, this is who I would be with. Mm-hmm. And I can't see, like, a person growing beyond that. And so I'm just like, mm, peace, I'm out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, hearing you say that, like, that, I, I want to be able to embrace that little girl that feels disappointment when somebody says that they're going to do something and they don't do it. Right. Mm-hmm. And be able to say, hey, this makes me feel a way, to Dario's point, it bothered me, whether big or small. I'm not saying I'm going to leave. But it bothered me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I would like to see if this is something that can be approved upon or whatever the case may right. be. Um, I think to your point also, like, I think my tone of voice has also been, <coughs> like, I've found myself having to, like, adjust a lot <laughs> when it comes to, like, how I say things and when I say things. And like I said before, it's literally how my brain works and I need to understand to be able to connect the dots, but then to other people, like they hear something other than what I'm trying to Mm -hmm. um, give. So I often don't say much in bigger spaces unless I feel like I can contribute to a conversation in a way that is most effective. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think I, I kind of go into like a shadow form in that way. Yeah. Um, I think there's some other things too, but you know, I have to work through it. Yeah, that's okay. I think I can relate to both of you guys um, because I am a person, too, who, like, once I get to a certain point with people, I'm just kind of like, I can't do it anymore. But that's just because of, like, how much hurt it caused me because I don't know how to, like, I struggle with speaking up. Like, I don't now, but before even like recent, like I really struggle with speaking up when someone hurts me or like does something wrong because I'm afraid of like losing them or pushing them away or like being manipulated to feel like Mm. I did something wrong. And also like 
I noticed that in the past I feared commitment because once I get attached to you, I'm just like all in and I let my guard too down. And we talk about the skin like yeah. where we let our guard completely down and we just let whatever go. Yep. And so like I used to fear like really committing to people and I would just not let anyone in. Um or if I did commit to somebody, I did get to a certain point, I would run away from my problems. Like, I wouldn't yeah. even want to fix it or even think that it could be fixed. And even to this day, it's so hard. Like, once I get to a certain point with people, like, even if I'm still dealing with them, I never deal with them the same because I'm just like, yeah, what is the point? You know, like, I feel how I feel. And now I don't, I can't fuck with you the same. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> I just never really learned how to, like, really work through shit with people to get to the other side of things. Like, I just feel like I can't do it. Mm -hmm. um, and then also, like, as Kim was saying, like, I struggle with things about, like, my appearance and my looks because, like, growing up, going to, like, a majority white school, like, I got made fun of because my lips were bigger than theirs. Mm -hmm. And I used to hate my lips. And even when men would, like, compliment them, I would feel grossed out or I just feel like, ew, like, you're weird or, like, no, I hate my lips. But now, like, I, I love my lips. Like they look good. Thank you. <laughs> good. You know, I don't hate them anymore. I don't feel insecure about it. Mm. Um, I also struggle with like my body after having kids. Like I see people that have like three, four kids, and they look great. No stretch marks. No oh, mom pout. No nothing. And I'm like, I have stretch marks, and I have this stomach. And granted, like I know I can do things to change it, but like you know. I just know how much more difficult it will be. And I'm trying mm -hmm. to learn to like embrace it and just like love who I am, how mm -hmm. I am mm -hmm. and not like fantasize or like feel sad or feel down when like my things don't fit right. Or I don't have a body of somebody that may have had work done, you know? Yeah. So I'm still working on that part, but I do want to speak to that point though. Um, and this is something I wanted to express to my clients, but I don't do a lot with my fitness anymore is I feel like women especially have a hard time deciphering the difference of skin and fat. Um, and I have this image, which I can put this on our story so people can see, but I was watching this guy on, um, the hell is it called? TikTok, that app. <laughs> and um, he was, I mean, he lost like 200 pounds. And when you look at him, and I'll show you guys this, um, when you look at him now, he's like, he's got traps, he's got stacked arms, he's got like a six pack, but at the bottom of him is literally this skin. Mm -hmm. And people don't realize that is something that you would literally have to get cut off in a surgery. Yeah. And that's why I hate when people be like, what's the damn if you don't like your body, you can change it. Like, you how can't the fuck do, do you that. Know? Like but this, he started that. like yeah, this. Yeah, like some people's genetic makeup, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's how he started. Mm -hmm. And again, I'll put this on our page. And that's what he looks like now. That's not going to go mm -hmm. away unless he cuts it off. Yeah. And people don't people have that misconception of like, like even his boobs hang because mm -hmm. he had extra skin and yeah. people don't understand the difference of skin and fat. And we tend to beat ourselves up more about it. Um, and like you said, other people body shame us, you know what I mean? Like, especially women as if I can't fucking help that that's what happened when I had a kid. Like yeah. Yeah. fuck off. It's going to look like that. Right. I may not like it, but I, the fuck it's so crazy because even all these years i'm like i want surgery i want surgery there's a girl who has a body similar to mine where she has stretch marks and she has like our belly buttons the same like we both had a piercing and like now there's like that extra skin there 
And she got her body done and her belly button looks the same. Her stretch marks are still visible. It's just yeah. more tighter. And yeah. I'm just like, you have been obsessing over getting your body done and it's not really going to change much. No. You know, like, girl, just... It Somebody gonna love it. They're gonna say, them men is not tripping on Trust me, as long as they can get in that, 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 that they good to go. Yeah. They good to go. Um, so there's two more tools. Um, and then I'll talk about the last two and then we'll wrap up towards the end of the show, but um, or my last two topics. But um tool number four is called the grateful flow. Um so it says feeling depressed, overwhelmed, or otherwise drinking the ick fountain or from the ick fountain. It's time to connect to source by getting your grateful flow on. In this stage, we all know that gratitude is scientifically proven to bust our mood. Um, but Stutz takes it to the next level and makes a conjuring gratitude a fine art. Um, so discipline, discipline your mind to always see the amazing things in your life. Get your grateful flow flowing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no better way to connect to the source other than joy and love all things and then gratitude. Um, so for me, I would say this kind of speaks to what I was talking about earlier is like the gratitude for me that I've been trying to think about is, and my friend told me to do this to start like a gratitude journal, like wake up every day and talk about what you're grateful for and talk about like why you're pretty much just grateful to wake up that day. Mm-hmm. So that's something I've been struggling with the battlefield in my mind is like, again, speaking about the facts, speaking about what I'm grateful for, why I should be grateful and what that means. Um, so I just, for me, I guess this one kind of speaks volumes to me and I haven't looked at my notes since I wrote them in November, mm-hmm. but it kind of speaks volumes to me because I'm like, I, I need to be, when I'm in my down modes, I need to realize what the grateful flow is and what gratitude looks like. And yeah, That'll help me get out of those modes faster. For sure. Because I have a hard time, like, when I'm spiraling, <clears throat> coming back down to earth and being like, but wait a minute. Be happy that you've got X, Y, and Z. You came from X, Y, and Z. Like, so. Yeah. Um, I think for me, it's starting to become a balance of, like, feeling the ick, but then still being grateful that mm. I can feel the ick. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm grateful that I'm also grateful. You know what I mean? Because, (laughs) like, there's some people who don't get the opportunity to be overwhelmed or depressed or anxious because they're not here. Or, like... They lie to themselves and tell them You know what I mean? Like, awareness. Just simple awareness is something to be grateful for. Because, again, I feel like a lot of us are out here operating... Me and my dad was having this conversation, and he was telling me, um, side note, shout out to him, because that's my guy. We've been kicking <laughs> it lately. <laughs> but it was- Side note, or side note, <laughs> I love how much y'all have grown since like we first started. It's so crazy. Girl. Like, I be going over there like every other day now. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I know that's right, guys. That it is so funny because he got this obsession with Tubi, and he got me watching Tubi no, now. Tubi, Tubi, <laughs> Loki is it though? My mom put me on. But anyway, shout out to him. My dad is the goat. But anyway, <laughs> we was having this conversation, and he was like, "There's literally people walking, talking, breathing, functioning, and they are asleep, mm. right?" And I've heard that before, but something about it was just different when he said it to me the other day, and. Again, like just grateful for awareness that like I'm able, I'm aware of when I'm 
acting in dysfunction or I'm aware when I'm depressed or I'm aware mm. when I'm anxious or I'm aware when I'm really grateful or something has made me really, really happy or like moments when I feel love and moments when I feel, you know, peace, things like that. Some people don't get that opportunity. Like they're just, mm-hmm. just going with, you know, they just wake the day up to and day yeah. and it's that sleep state, like that, that state of just, you don't know. And so, yeah, I like I said, for me, um, even with like everything that I'm going through, I'm just like, you know, God, you know, I know that there's something on the other side of this. And like, I know that um, it's some shifting that's happening. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, there's some shifting happening with people, places, things, all of that right now in my life. And I'm just like, you know, it sucks. Sometimes, you know, a lot of the times, but I'm thankful that there will be a time when I can say, hey, this happened and I felt like this, but I'm here now. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I was listening to a show today and the guy said that a lot of people don't talk about it till they're done with it, but it's important to talk while you're going through it. Going through it. Yeah. Um, I would say I have like learn how to kind of release being in control and I wanted to make this point earlier Kim when you were talking about control um because I feel like I've always had to like be in control of every little step every little thing and it did nothing but stress me out but now I feel like I get better outcomes and I feel a lot better when I just like put everything in God's hands and you know, I do what I can to kind of get where I need to be. But majority of it is like, why are you stressing about all of this stuff? Like the stress is not going to make the problems go away. It's not going to solve the problem. Like just release that and just figure it out. And I have been figuring it out. Like I could stress every day about finances and how high rent is and all this stuff is but it's like at the end of the day you still got to pay your rent you still got to pay your utilities you still got to buy groceries like you still got to do it it like you'll figure it out and I also learned to start taking accountability for the situations that I put myself in versus just like being stressed about it because God has given me tools he has given me signs things that I've asked for and sometimes I fuck it up for example like I stress about money I might get extra money but then I'm eating out or Mm. you know I'm saying not putting the money away or just doing goofy shit and I'm just like girl like you're asking for the tools and he's giving to you and you're not doing doing right by it so it's like you really don't deserve (laughs) deserve it you know so like I've been learning to kind of like take accountability. Like I find myself stressed, like, damn, I need this or I need that. And I'm like, well, you had that and you didn't do what you were supposed to do. So like, that's your fault. Yeah. Um. So it's like, I'm not mad at the world or mad at the universe because of that, because it's my own fault. Um. And also just learning to like really be grateful for where I am compared to where I used to be. Like, I find myself sometimes like, damn, I'm not where I want to be. I don't feel successful. I don't feel accomplished. But I'm like, where did you used to be? Like, it was a point in time where I didn't have a car. I got kicked out of my place that I thought I was building with the family. But because it wasn't in my name, it wasn't mine. So when that situation ended, I didn't have anywhere to go. Like, I had to move back with my parents. I remember when I got this amazing job that I loved. I lost it. Not in my control. Mm -hmm. But, like, just I literally lost 
everything that I cared about, everything that I loved. And I literally had to start from scratch and I didn't know how, but I did. Like yeah. now I have my own place. I have a brand new car. I'm thriving. My kids are thriving. Like, no, I may not be where I want to be, but like compared to where I used to be, I'm a lot better off. So just like waking up and just being thankful for that. Like I yeah. literally get up every day and I thank God every day. And I start to like do that around my kids because yeah. usually I like pray on my own, talk to God on my own. But now it's like when I'm, you know, driving to take MJ to the bus stop, I stop and I pray and he, you know, sits there and oh. says amen or whatever the case may be because it's like, the younger kids, they don't, they're not really grateful. They're not appreciative. Yeah. Like, they're bad as fuck. <laughs> they're yeah. disrespectful as fuck. And I've noticed that, like, my kids have seen me go through a lot of these hard situations in my life and see me cry and see me depressed and see me stressed and see me laying around. But now I'm just like, no, be grateful. No matter what happens, no matter, you know, what you feel like you may not have, you have to be grateful because like Brandy said, there are people out here that don't get that. They don't have a yeah. roof over their head. They don't have parents that care about them. Like they don't have the same opportunities. Mm -hmm. And you're over here mad because I say, no, you can't have pizza today. Like, yeah, get over it. Yeah. <laughs> it's know? important for you to be that example for them. Um, and like I said, you really need to see your differences because it's crazy. Um, in like the most beautiful way possible. It really is. It's, it's cool to see the evolution up close. Um, but I mean, having that and then like their generation is used to instant gratification. I mean, if it's longer than 30 seconds, they tap out. Mm -hmm. So it's important for you to be able to instill that. And like, like I said, when I had them, I noticed the difference. Like, yeah. um, I've said this before for y'all that don't know, but, um, Dariel's oldest is my godson and watching him handle his little brother. It was like night and day from a couple months ago. And I was mm -hmm. like, it's because they have a good influence that they're watching like, why am I complaining? Why am I being ungrateful about things? Mm -hmm. Life isn't as hard as I thought it was. You yeah. know what I mean? So shout out to and you. Also, thank you. Also sure. having them, I know I learned to like celebrate the small wins. Yes. Like y'all know how much stress I go through like yeah. with them and getting in trouble. But like now, like they're out of new school and they're doing a lot better. I'm not saying that they're perfect every day. But, like, when the school even, like, if they call me and something happened, I literally be like, okay, what you want me to do about it? Like, compared yeah, to where they used to be, peace. it's just like, mm -hmm. I'm happy. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, he cussed. Okay, like. Okay, he, what about it? Fucking running out the building. <laughs> like, right. I like, what do you want me to do with this information? Like, I'm proud. Like, right. You know? <laughs> so, it's just like, I really celebrate the small stuff. Like, I tell them, like, you know, I'm disappointed. As something you did but I, overall i'm happy and i'm glad that like you know yeah. a little part of your day was bad but like 90 percent was great right. let's celebrate that or you had a good day today you may not have had a good day on monday but tuesday you had a great day like let's celebrate that good taco tuesday <laughs> um, shit. i don't know if i said this on the show but i think i seen it at the top of the year where this girl had a mason jar and every day like the, the goal was to every every day write what she was grateful for on like a little sticky note and put it in a mason jar and then recap at the end of the year mm -hmm. um and then i also know somebody who she does voice memos in her phone and goes back and listen to them and it made me think about you just bringing up the relationship with my dad mm -hmm. because I remember us doing that episode and how mad he was at me about you know saying how I felt yeah. about him growing up and then just to see like oh I'm gonna cry <laughs> <laughs> no just kidding you gotta let um, it out man we were on the phone the other day and I posted about it and I was just like I literally sat on the phone with my dad for an hour I was moving my office around he was coming back to Columbus 
and he encouraged me in a way that I've never got from him. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Not like, not that like he wasn't a proud dad, but like he yeah. just never like, I hear you said that. And so he was like, I mean, kid. He like, I'm kid. really proud of you. And he called <laughs> all cute. three of us kids. How cute. He like, I mean, kid, I'm really proud of you. Like, you may not have everything you want, but he like, you doing good. Like, you taking care of your business. You got your place. You got your car. He was like, for real, you might be lonely sometimes, but fuck all that shit, man. You doing all right. And he like, and you keep going to church, man. He was like, I know sometimes it gets stressful and you don't want to, you know, but he was like, you doing all right. And I'm just Aww. like, oh, that's like. Period, dad. Talk that talk. Talk that talk. Like, that's something like you don't, you don't, you just don't know what you need until you need it. So like hearing my dad be like, mm. I'm really proud of you. You know what I mean? He said it the other day when I was over there, like, man, you and your sisters, I'm really proud of y'all. Like, I'm just like, like oh my god, you a proud dad? You a proud dad? <laughs> like you alright with me, man? Like, <laughs> but yeah, like just keeping record. Like I, it, I really want to go back and listen to some of our old shows. Yeah, because yeah. like even just thinking about like when we first recorded, like you said, like you were coming out of something where you had lost everything and then just to see like you rebuild and granted i mean we ain't been that apart from each other it's only been a month but like listening to you talk mm-hmm. and you're like i just see a different person like you know what i mean like even it's i'm not gonna cry, not not gonna cry. cry. <laughs> therapy <laughs> sessions y'all welcome <laughs> so sorry oh my god it's a beautiful girl. thing like i know as like as crazy mm-hmm. and as messed up and as like a roller coaster life can be sometimes like it's really a beautiful thing to like just be on this journey of like just living like i'm just i'm grateful for that because like mm-hmm. i said not everybody gets that opportunity so yeah, yeah. i would cry but uh i still have makeup on my face from work <laughs> and i'm in a white turtleneck and it will ruin my shirt so and i'm a cry baby beat so. <laughs> um okay last tool is called jeopardy um it talks about willpower um, let's see. Stutz makes a uh, genius point that we all want to be exonerated from future work. We want to tap into the magic secret that allows us to all be done with this whole hard work thing once and for all. Well, that's not how it works. We need willpower if we want to actualize. This tool leans into the Jeopardy game show soundtrack that reminds us that time is ticking and you need to respond to life now. Kind of what you just said, Brandy. Um, imagine yourself on your deathbed. You have no more moments to live. Guess what? That version of you wishes finally, um, wishes you'd finally do the things that you know you are best for. Um, so this one for me kind of was like when they were talking about wanting to be done with the hard work aspect, there's been so many times that I wish I could fast forward through this damn trauma and this trial and tribulation I've been doing. Cause I feel like I've been, Again, my cousin, I talked about this this morning. I feel like I've been saying the same things for years. Mm-hmm. And it's, I get discouraging it down on myself. Because I'm like, bro, you've been in therapy for three years. You're, you've really been tapped in with God more recently now than like a while. But you've been tapped, on, tapped in with God for years. You've got these great influences around you where you talk about mental health and you talk about great things. Why are you not better? And then I have to realize that didn't just come from my mouth. That was the enemy. Mm -hmm. Um, And learning this in therapy, healing is not a race. It's a marathon. Mm -hmm. And there's, I always say I'll go to therapy forever because there's always going to be something that pops up in my life Mm -hmm. where I have to heal from it. Whether Mm -hmm. it's a death, a new person in my life, if, and when I have children, what they're going through, that's going to affect me, uh, work issues, friend issues, just things like that. Um, 
but there's so many times that like I will cry myself to sleep because I'm just I feel like I'm just still pushing through mm-hmm. you know what I mean so mm-hmm. like this is about taking that willpower back and being like no fuck it like yeah. again speaking about gratitude beforehand at least I'm here at yeah. least I'm doing the tools you know yeah. what I mean mm-hmm. so that one hit hard for me because I'm like I get stuck spiraling I get stuck in this mode of like you're not good enough you're not doing enough you're not healing enough you're not fast enough you're not whole enough you're not this you're not that and none of that is from god yeah all of that is the enemy's word you know what i mean so i definitely have those same feelings too about a lot of things in life and it hits me randomly like i can use our podcast for example like we've been doing this for almost five years and in the back of my mind i'm like we should be doing more it should be further along but then when i think about it i'm just like If it was meant to be, it'll be. Like, I'm just proud that we still do this because this is a form of, like, therapy Mm, for me. And maybe it wasn't meant to be more than that. Like, we already have so much on our plates, but we still show up. We still make it happen. We still have our passion for it. Like, I know it's been the moments where, like, we kind of question, like, should we do this? Should we not? But, like, it always comes back to, like, we don't want to give up. And... Also, I feel like it helps build, like, our bond and our Mm -hmm. friendship. And um, because we have moments we don't like to be around people, like, when we come together, it's refreshing. Mm -hmm. And that means something. Like, that, you know, that means a lot to me. And even, like, with my job, like, I struggle with feeling like, you know, I'm not being used to my fullest potential or, like, I'm not happy because it's, like, for one, I feel like I should be making more money, but also, like, you know, with the changes that has happened, like, I really don't do much. And I'm like, so what the fuck am I here for? Like, I literally come to work and I don't do anything. And, mm-hmm. But I had to sit back and relax, like, and really think, like, the things that you have going on, so much with your kids. Like, you know, I talked about my son having epilepsy and all the doctor's appointments. And then my oldest son always getting in trouble. And I'm my youngest son getting in trouble. And I'm like, would you really be able to handle all of that and really be a mom if he was at a job that literally you got to clock in and out every day you got to be there every day like there's no type of like flexibility like no yeah it's you couldn't you couldn't and so I'm like I have to literally like yes I may want more from my job but like I'm thankful that I'm in a position to be able to still get a check to pay my bills and still be a mom like you know what I'm saying so I really just had to like stop complaining about it like now that you do have this free time you can find explore what you want to do on the side or like go back to school or like I got my notary license and I'm trying to figure out what I want to do with that like I have the time and the flexibility to do whatever I need to do and whatever I need to figure out and I just had to look at it like in a positive way and also just not kind of comparing myself to like other people and you know I kind of like get so caught up on like oh it looks like they're doing good and they're traveling all the time and they're making all this money but like some of that should be fake for real yeah and also it's just like their journey is not your journey yeah and also like I said earlier just holding myself accountable for like where I kind of fuck up in my decision making or just like holding myself you know being stagnant or like being too comfortable or not really staying on top of my shit and being consistent like and focused like I should be so it's just like I'm just taking this time to like figure out myself and still work on myself and just focus on really like being a mom and like everything else will work itself out yeah Yeah. it'll come together i think for me like when you said the jeopardy thing 
and like the race against time and all of that. Um, for me, I'm like, I struggle like really, 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 really bad with complacency. Um, it's not so much like you're not doing enough. You're not making enough. Well, this person has this and you don't have that. Um, I really struggle with like, okay, things are okay. Like Mm -hmm. this is, this is comfortable. Like I, it's very hard for me to make myself uncomfortable for the greater good or to advance myself in that way. And so, um, for me, the whole time thing, like even me saying at the beginning of the show, like ain't none of us making it out of here mm-hmm. alive. Like that's like a crutch for me. Like I'm yeah. gonna die anyway. Like you know what I mean? Like <laughs> hell yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm none straight. of this shit matters. Like I struggle with that bad. But um, I as far as like the comparison piece of it, I really try to like check in with myself on the things that I say that I want. And like Dariel said, like, if you even got those things right now, would you be able to handle it? Like, mm-hmm. would you be able to maintain it? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know if I've shown that I'm faithful over the little to be faithful over much. Right. And so, like, I, I, I was on the phone with my pastor the other day, and he was, like, going off on me because <laughs> of some things. He, I'm mad at you. Da, 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 da. And we talking about entrepreneurship, and I'm like, he was like, I would think that some of this would have rubbed off on you. And I'm like, I don't want to be an entrepreneur. Like, I don't. I don't and nobody yeah. seems to want to listen to me when I say <laughs> I don't want it. Like, I don't want full-time entrepreneurship. I am fine with corporate America. You know what I mean? Like, and he was like, oh, well, I mean, I wouldn't even be calling you right now. I thought you wanted because I had shared some mm-hmm. things with him that I wanted to do. He was like, oh, I wouldn't even call you right now. You didn't tell me that. And I'm like, you know what I mean? Like, I just... I try not to get so caught up in like what society says that you should mm-hmm. have by this age or by this time or yeah. like you should have the husband and you should have the kids and like oh, are you guys still working for someone else? Yeah, yeah, like even recently like me and my homegirl was talking and in my mind all of this time I'm like okay I'm 34 if I wanted to have kids I'm not you know too old to do it or whatever the case may be and then I actually realized that like Let's just say, for argument's sake, I was to get pregnant right now and I would have a kid when I'm 35. I wouldn't be free again until I'm 53. Mm. And I'm like, (laughs) oh, wait a minute. (laughs) I'm like, you know what? I think P, my niece, she'll be here in two weeks. Baby Cairo, my God babies, that's enough for me. Like, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, I really have to, like, check in with myself. Like, do you really want, do you really want to buy a house? Like. Or you want the house because society says you should have a house. Right. 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 Like, what is it that you really, what, yep. what you want, bro? Like, do you really want the husband? Could you maintain having a husband? <laughs> like, I don't know. So. <laughs> Girl, I feel that. I'm like, God, I know I'm not even close yet, but I'm like, if you want me to be the auntie, just say that so I can let all my desires go of having a husband and being a mother. Please just, if I'm meant to just take care of these kids, I'll do it. But please make it clear so I can stop fighting myself and spiraling about, <laughs> am I going to have a husband? Am I enough for a man? Am I this? Am I that? Like, please just make it clear, sir. I think we just all need to just let go of, like, feeling like we have to have all of these things to feel accomplished and feel yeah. whole. Because it's like, just because it's not happening doesn't mean it's not meant to be. Like, right, yeah. I have a whole aunt that got her tubes tied, clipped, and burned, and She's not getting married to someone who doesn't have kids. She's mm. 10 years older than me, and she had a kid. Like, with really? all odds against her. Wow. And 
it happened. Yeah. And she's older and she's a mom and she loves it. So it's just like, because I think about that too. Like, damn, I'm about to be 33 and I know it's harder for women like in their 30s to like have kids. And it's like, I really don't want a fucking other <laughs> one. I really, really honestly do not, do not. But like, if I get married, like I would want to have babies with my husband. But honestly, I might marry somebody who don't want no fucking kids. So it's just like, Whatever happens is gonna be, and that's just that. Like, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm trying, trying to come to terms. The fact that I'm probably gonna be somebody's stepmom, <sighs> and I'm okay with that. <laughs> like, cause I'm, I'll be 35 this year, so I'm kind of playing in like 35 and up club as it pertains to being. And I'm mm-hmm. just like, I highly doubt a nigga at 40 gonna want to have a baby. You know what I mean? And I don't know because I'm not really trying to carry a baby. My so like, is. we can get a dog. You know what I right. mean? Like, it. Really checking in with yourself about what it is that you say that you want. And Mm -hmm. everything happens in its own perfect timing. Like, when I be like, oh, my God, I haven't got this and I haven't got that. There's certain things and I look back now and I'm like, if I would have had that when I said I wanted it, I would have fucked it up. Right. You know what I mean? Like, we're really just like, just, I really try to stop. I let go. I try to let go of like those expectations yeah. because it's just too much pressure. And then that's when you that's when you do spiral because you're like, wait a second. Like I set this goal for myself and it's coming up and I haven't done it. Like it's okay. Just relax. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My uh, I've always struggled with the step parent thing because <clears throat> I said something really fucked up the other day, but I'm gonna say it anyway. Kill <laughs> <laughs> always <It's> me. <laughs> Cause I am who I am. Take me as I leave and watch me as I go. <laughs> you know I mean? The first thing is, um, as of right now at this current big age, I want my children by my husband. But if it is God's plan for me to raise other people's kids, that's fine. But the mean part of me, if that is not an attractive child that did not oh come from God. me, I'm sorry. <laughs> if that kid. <laughs> If that child is ugly, I cannot promise that the unconscious of me is not going to be mean to it. Oh not, my God. not on purpose. Not on purpose. I just, I watched myself as a daycare teacher and I was never mean to my kids because I used to like, I mean, I would knock a teacher out in the break room if they looked at a kid wrong. I'd be mm-hmm. like, you're a piece of shit. Come here. Bam. But there was this cute little Italian kid in my class. <laughs> his name was Donovan with his little tan skin and dark hair. And I was like, you're fucking perfect. He was so damn bad. And I was like, I, you can do what you want. I don't give a fuck. And everybody else in class, I was like, now you know you shouldn't have thrown that across the room. You need to come apologize <laughs> to Timmy right now. And if you do it again, you're going to sit out. Like, you don't do that again. But Donovan could sock somebody in the teeth. And I'm like, did you look at Donovan wrong? I think, I think you did something wrong. So I know that I don't have the strength right now to not be like, to look at my husband's child and be like, oh, I put him in timeout for three hours because he... He dropped the toilet paper. <laughs> I don't know. That's why I'm like, God, I can't be built for that. At least not right now. Because right now, if it's not a cute little thing, I'm like, come here and just let me love you. I'm going to be like, that's why you look like your daddy. You way ugly. You look <laughs> stupid. So, <laughs> I can't. Anyway, <clears throat> moving on to our last two things. Um, so the two most common types of therapy, I just want to break those down real quick in small little segments so people have the tools. Nothing we really need to comment on, but feel free if you want to. Um, there's DBT, which is dialectical behavioral therapy, and then CBT, which my dumbass was like, 
CBD? And she's like, no. I talked about this in my therapy session on Friday. I'm like, she's talking about um, this stuff that make you calm? She's not. Um, cognitive behavioral therapy. Mm-hmm. So the dialectical behavioral therapy um, is recognizing that basically there could be two truths at once, mm-hmm. which is like... Duality, yeah. Yeah, so it's like, and I'm a black and white thinker, so I, I have a hard time with this one because it's like, she used my fitness as an example. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I wrote it down. But basically, like, you know, I want to eat healthy, but I also want that ice cream. Mm-hmm. That's two truths at one time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't understand how it's possible. This is not. And she's like, you're telling me about a story right now where there's two truths in that story. And I was like, so? So I felt <laughs> stupid. But um, the two things to practice with that is mindfulness and distress tolerance. And I'm going to talk about what both are. Um, distress tolerance is like finding quick coping skills, ways to calm down, ways to talk ourselves through spiraling thoughts, which I talked about earlier. Um, remind yourself that you can feel both ways at once and it's fine Mm. to do that. Um, and then mindfulness is like having awareness and intention and staying in the present and acceptance. Um, so thoughts can come in or emotions, um, that this is just a moment and it won't continue. You said that earlier, Brandy, that like Mm -hmm. just being mindful that this is literally a temporary, you know, Mm -hmm. temporary spot. So a lot of the stuff we hit on earlier, which is nice, but that's why I love the Seth's documentary. Go watch it. I hope they endorse us. Um, (laughs) Have us on right now. Fly us to LA. Do it. Um, So uh, ways to do that, like meditation. So people think meditation is this, like it always has to be one thing. It's where you sit there in silence and everybody shut up. Um, that's not true. There's different things. So positive affirmations are meditation, um, mantras, having like Bible verses that tie into what you're not believing right now. Finally, godly beliefs that do tie into it. Um, doing a body scan where you're going through things and like literally paying attention to like the physical tension that you feel right now in a moment. Mm-hmm. Cause a lot of us with that adrenaline and don't, you know, even think about it. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Um, one for me that I didn't know was a good meditation is housework. And I was like, I didn't realize I was doing this, but last week I rearranged like four things in my house and like bought new, Mm -hmm. like, I mean, I bought a new comforter. I bought a fucking door thing for my cat and I'm like, it makes me feel good. And you guys know, I've never been financially free, but the more is my money's coming in because I haven't had my bonuses or anything yet. I got one small bonus, but I'm like, it's going to be nice to be able to be able to freely digress and not be like, oh my God, you can't eat tonight because you bought your cat a $10 thing for the door. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's kind of what that one is. And then CBT is cognitive behavioral therapy, which I did a lot of dwelling in because again, I'm a spiraler. So a lot of my things are in my head. (laughs) Um and I have a hard time separating the two from a spiritual standpoint sometimes and then a worldly standpoint. So um, typically it looks like an event or behavior happens that triggers an emotional response that'll change how we think or approach life, but they're discovering it's not linear like that. Um, Cause you can have thoughts, emotions, experiences, and behaviors that could all circle backwards. You know, mm-hmm. a thought could trigger you first versus you an event happening. You know what I mean? And I'm the type where a thought will trigger me or I'll see something and be like, here we go. And it's Mm -hmm. a spiraling trickle effect. Um, And if you can change one of those things, you can change the others and emotions are the hardest to change. 
and I'm an emotional girl. <laughs> um, but there's four different activities that you can do to help with this, both of these therapies. Um, a physical activity, um, and apparently a rhythmic motions are calming, and the nastiness in me, all I thought about was sex. I'm sorry. That's all I thought about. And I was like, well, they do say it's healthy for you, but with the right person and the safety there. Don't, don't be gross. Um, a mental activity, so like a good conversation like this. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, we're practicing therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, reading, TV or movies. Um, for me, I'm realizing now that if I'm going to pick a TV or movie with my animals, I have to watch something that's going to counteract the negative thoughts I've been thinking. Because after I get done watching a certain type of movie, I almost get more down because I'm like, well, fucking dog died and uh, mine tripped today and I'm just sad. And it makes me like have (laughs) awful dreams and I just, so be conscious of that. Again, paying attention to your physical body. Mm -hmm. Um, A creative activity. So that's not all about like paint and, drawing your neighbors um cooking or baking redecorating your house music writing things like that um and then last is a relaxing activity so like taking a nap meditating getting a massage hot bath candles and cozying up in your jammies um cuddling with your animals sorry that's for me (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna take that one off um getting like a warm drink or your favorite snack or like doing inside or outside chores just to distract your mind Mm -hmm. Um, I love cleaning when I'm upset. Me too. I like it. Like laundry is actually on there too. And I have a weird obsession with laundry, but it's the repetition of like folding and putting things where they belong and putting them in their little boxes. And I literally came home from when we went out of town and like cleaned out from up under my kitchen sink, cleaned out from up under my bathroom sinks, cleaned Mm -hmm. out my closets. Like, and I felt so energized. I'm like, I can conquer the world. Yeah. (laughs) I can move my bed. I threw away half of my food in my kitchen because I was like, you're not going to fucking eat this. I did too. I just cleaned out my pantry and my fridge. Yes. threw away so much stuff. Oh my God. It made me feel so good. I'm like, fuck this food. But then I felt like an asshole because I'm like, somebody could have had that. But. I also cleaned out my microwave because Brandy's post is always in my head. <laughs> what post? Whenever I close my microwave, I think about Brandy. What's so funny is <laughs> I was going to post like, here's your reminder to clean your microwave. She puts it on Facebook like monthly. No, yeah, because people don't clean their microwave like. It's next, so easy. Well, to people don't clean their bathrooms. Yeah, true. But the microwave is so easy to forget. I don't use mine as much. Yeah. And one day, like I had. Heated something up and it like splattered everywhere and I kind of left it there and I brandy thought popped in my head. What would brandy do? (laughs) You know what I think about a lot that a lot of people don't do is household things. People don't clean their bathrooms as often as they should. They don't change their sheets as often as they They should, should. and they don't change their toothbrushes. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm constantly. You know how many people ours. have used their toothbrush for like a year That's straight? Nasty. I have to constantly buy us some because, like, say, like I had a night where I like threw up or something, <laughs> then I feel weird about using my toothbrush. Yeah, you're yeah. supposed to replace your, to- your toothbrushes every time you get sick. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, wow. You're supposed to or like when yeah. I travel, I do not take my home toothbrush. Like I yeah. get a whole new one to take yeah. and I throw it away. Or like, yeah. or if you're coming home from traveling, yeah, yeah. and like. MJ, he literally takes his toothbrush and he wipes it everywhere. Or sometimes, like, he doesn't pay attention and he will use Royce's toothbrush. So, like, I constantly yeah. buy them My siblings and I were like that because we just didn't pay attention. Royce be so fucking mad. No. Well, I took them to get toothbrushes and Royce, like, 
before we could even get there, he's like, this one's for you. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, no, we're going to get the two he's pack scarred. and I will hand you yours. He's and he's scarred. like, no, I want this. And MJ tried to grab like the $50 bougie one. I'm like, honey, my bonuses <laughs> haven't came in yet. You can get that in a month. Not right now. Okay. And he's like, okay. I'm like, we're going to get the dollar two pack. He wants a spinning one so bad. Yeah, like, I had it. to throw it away because because I went to Walmart and they had some for like some nice ones for like five dollars for oh, kids. But like I caught him like scrubbing the fucking sink with it. I'm like, what are you doing? MJ That's is nasty. so funny, bro. MJ doesn't give a fuck about anything other than what he got going on, and I love it. I want to be that. I want to be that. <laughs> He's looking at y'all like, I know you're not judging me. <laughs> Fuck you, dumb. I literally have to watch everything he does because he's so fucking gross, bro. Like, MJ is so damn funny. He really doesn't give a fuck, and I love it. He's like, it. what's the problem? He's his own little world. Yes. And he won't even say anything, but if you catch on, he'll be like, well, sorry. Like, yeah, like, but he always admits it. That's my other favorite part. He's like, yeah, I did it. So and I'm like, okay, well, let's not again. He was like, yeah, we'll see. And I'm like, got it. Got it. Boys it's here to be here. Interesting. They are really weird. So fucking funny. Um, okay, so top books I'm reading right now, Battlefield of the Mind by Joyce Meyer. And I just bought Learning to Love Myself by Alex. I think her last name is Ale or something. Oh, yeah. Loving those right now. Um, and then the top podcast I'm listening to right now, other than us, of course, so share the freaking show. <laughs> um, Unfuck Your Brain by Kara Lo- Lowenthal. Style feel. It's great. She has a more of a mental health um, perspective because she's educated in it and that type of thing. And it's just, it's nice to hear her perspective. I think she's in her 40s. She's actually a step parent. Mm. Um, and I remember her talking about like how she adopted that. And that's what made me be like, you know what? If I did, what would it look like? Mm-hmm. <laughs> not the child. I meant like my journey. Sorry. I- <laughs> not what would it. You know what I mean? Anyway. Um, and then the other one that I've literally been obsessed with is Dear Future Wifey um, by Lataris Whitfield. So he is, it's a Christian podcast. That's um, pretty good. God, it's so damn good. Oh, me. I will. I'm going to do it right now because I'll forget. Um, he literally, like, I ran across this page through um, TikTok. I keep forgetting the fucking app, the name. But, because I get a lot of, like, Christian talk on my feed and, like, Christian too, TikTok. Yeah. I'm like, thank you, guys. Shoot, come through with because the messages. Because it starts popping up things that you like and you save. Mm-hmm. But I, I try not to on purpose. I, I don't like anything and I don't save mm-hmm. anything. But it can still tell what I spend time on stopping. Looking at, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I love it. I mean, at first I had mixed feelings because I'm like... I like the podcast, but sometimes the guests turn me off. But I'm like, it's not my job to like the guests. As long as I like the podcast, because not every episode is going to be a guest I don't like. You know what I mean? I wanted to make sure I like the core and foundation of the podcast first. Because they're going to have guests that I'm not always going to agree with or opinions I'm not always going to agree with. Mm -hmm. But I was having a struggle of like... There was one, the guy was talking about forgiveness. Tripped me out. Wow, shit. He talked about how he got raped by his pastor and jesus what? yeah like it was cra- i don't even want to get into it but wow. i was like i really had to like <clears throat> sit with it like he was he was talking about forgiveness and like how that works for him and i was just like yeah yeah god would have to work one on me it was crazy then there was one where it was a couple on there and 
the man's first wife had died. And the current wife was saying how, like, she knew that he was her husband. And she had, I think, met him prior to the wife passing. But it wasn't, like, no funny yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it, the, the episodes get a little crazy, but it's a they good, yeah, it's, it's a great. good, epi- it's a it's, good podcast. It's really, really fucking good. And like I said, kind of how you you just said it turned me off initially because I was like, "Ooh, this is this is a lot," but it's a lot in a good way. Yeah. And it's beautiful stories, and because it's a Christian podcast and God does His thing, you feel these people <clears throat> opening up and they're telling themselves, "What the fuck? I just said that out loud." Yeah, and it's it's beautiful to hear older wiser people be like no yeah i went through that and this was my healing journey yeah i mean it's absolutely beautiful but this like there's no shame yeah, yeah. this guy today Corey hughes i'm not familiar with him but um he had gotten married he was married for like 12 years they ended up splitting um and he found his wife um who he's separated from now but they haven't ha- gotten a divorce or anything because he stepped out on the marriage but he found his wife Six months after their first date, he proposed, and six months later, they were married. So within mm-hmm. a year of their first initial date, they were married, and then eight months into the marriage, he stepped out on her. And he basically was saying, and to me, a lot of people were saying he's a textbook narcissist. He is, especially with me dealing with one, but it was cool to see him. And for me, my brain just instantly goes, is that genuine? Is that true? Is it real? Because narcissists will say things and then turn around and be like, it's not about me though. Mm-hmm. But he took a hundred percent accountability for fucking up his marriage. He was like, no, it was a problem with me. And I did it because, um, of X, Y, and Z. And like, I'm the issue and I'm this and I'm that. And that's the reason we're not together. And it is what it is. But the key takeaway, and you guys both said it earlier, talking about the younger children of us. Mm-hmm. My cousin has always said this to me. Shout out to Caitlin, man. I'm talking about her a lot. Shout to, shout out to her. She's done a lot for me, literally since I was born. Um, but she would always tell me that she feels bad for the inner child of of people. And to me, I was like, fuck them. Not the kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like that you're an adult now and it's your responsibility. Mm-hmm. Um, but he said, um, so this episode was called Miracle of Honesty. Um, and he said do you ever do something and literally say to yourself, why did I just do that? And he said that was the broken little boy for him. So little girl or boy that was driving your life. And that to me stuck to me because it's something that my cousin and I talked about, but hearing his perspective of being like, and I thought to myself, when I spiral, why? And I'm like, it's because little girl me, when she was failed by her parents or her siblings or her friends would start to spiral these thoughts of, Am I not good enough for mommy? Did I just piss daddy off? Did I just piss my brother off? Is it my fault? Am I doing something wrong? Are they, is there really an underlying message? Because my brother said he's not mad at me, but he's not playing with me. And then I found out he was mad at me. Mm-hmm. You know, so there was any time I've had an insecurity or a spiraling thought, it is because of what I experienced as a child. And I knew that, but I couldn't, again, black and white thinking, mm-hmm. I couldn't understand that the term of my cousin going, no, your inner child that's where your trauma starts and begins. I'm like, well, I fucking know that I have traumas because my childhood. But today I made that connection of that's what your inner child is. And anytime I've stepped out of the facts or the tools, it's inner child me coming out like that. And it was like, wow, that's mind blowing. Big bong. Like, <laughs> I really got it. Like, I really got to process this inner child 
yeah. thing because I understand it, but like I said, it don't it doesn't really resonate with me. And yeah. maybe it could be me like blocking out shit. I don't know. You know what I mean? That I would probably have to like dig deep to uncover. But like I'm hearing you say that, and I'm like. I don't like, like I said, there's a couple of things that stick out of my mind, but I don't remember like my childhood being mm-hmm. like the know, reasons why. Yeah, yeah, my mom made me feel like this, or my, you know, what I mean, like yeah. my dad did this, or my sister did this, or my friends did this. Like it, it's not that it. I there's things I can actually pinpoint from like teenage to like adulthood in my twenties where I'm like I know where that came well, from. Well, that's mm-hmm. that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. A lot of people's can be that. Yeah, you know, it doesn't have to start. When you're a child. When you're a child. And it's a blessing if it doesn't start when you're a child because this kind of hurt my heart and I'm still processing this. And my therapist said this to me on Friday because my question was like, am I forever going to be an insecure person? Even outside of Mm. romance, Mm -hmm. like with my friendships, like I was, we were talking about earlier, like, I'll think I fucked my friends over and they'll like, calm down. I was in the pool and I'm like, cool. (laughs) Um, She was like, I wish I could tell you that it's going to change or it'll get easier. She said, but you will never feel secure. Yeah. She was like, that is literally because your, your literal cries didn't get answered. Yeah. Like you would cry and your parents would be like, it's fine. She was like, yeah. from the time you were literally a newborn is when you needed security and you never had it. And then my parents divorced. They probably started their divorce when I was two. Cause it was final when I was three. Mm. So it's like you, there was no imagine fighting like that going toe to toe like that you don't have time for that fucking two-year-old yeah you know what i mean so it's a lot of people don't start at kids and some people's do yeah and yeah. you you it's better for you if it doesn't start in childhood you know yeah. what i mean if you can pinpoint those and remember them because i don't remember a lot of my childhood because of trauma i don't either and that's yeah. what i'm thinking like maybe i don't remember because it was traumatic yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? but i feel yeah. like i don't remember a lot either but i do remember some traumatic yeah. stuff yeah. more than like the happy stuff yeah and i definitely know that mine started from like childhood yeah god gave me a memory that i don't think i've talked about this on here but i went through a uh basically a therapy session through my church and it was two hours long and it was literally like for like you know, forgiving people and saying their names out loud. I mean, it was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. But, um, and I can't remember what they call the therapy to save my life. But anyway, um, I had always blamed, I think my parents divorce or first grade or something as the first time me feeling insecure. Mm. And I remember when I would say that I was, I couldn't pinpoint when, why or how, but then God, when I was in that session, literally gave me a memory and I found a photo of me standing at the store the other day and it made me sad but I was like two but I remember being God took me back to that memory and I didn't think he was going to answer me I thought it was going to be like I'm just going to sit here because they'd make me shut my eyes and I felt awkward and weird mm-hmm. and they're like no shut your eyes we'll give you an answer he brought me back to when I was probably two um and my mom had came to the door with she was crying and she had a police officer behind her and she had a doll in her hand and to me I didn't even remember that being a thing. And that was the first time I can remember not feeling secure, feeling confused, feeling lost and not understanding what the fuck was that. Mm -hmm. She's handing me something that means this positive thing, but she's crying and there's a police officer behind her. And then I didn't know this at the time, but when I looked to the left of me, Jesus was standing there with his hand out. And I didn't know that at the time because I was two and I never thought about it. I blamed a different memory. I was like, it's first grade when I got held back for anxiety. No, it wasn't. The first time I could recall feeling like, what the fuck was that? Was my mom 
coming to the door like that and Jesus being like, it's fine. This is just a memory. It doesn't define mm-hmm. you. This is not who you are or what you are because my word doesn't say that. So I cannot remember. Issue focused ministry. That's what it's called. Mm. So, yeah. But that's all I have for today. I hope this helps y'all. That was great. Wow. This thanks. is a good topic, Kim. <laughs> It was emotional and in our feelings. You know, we need it. You know, we gotta cry. I hope y'all are crying too for the good parts. You know, not because y'all are sad. Our DMs are safe. So, yes, make sure you follow us, like, subscribe, share. Yes. And you know, our Instagram is Take Control Podcast. And you can DM us at Take Control Podcast at gmail.com. And we'll catch you guys later. Love you, bye. Bye.